This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable without ripping off anybody else's design. <laughs> and I am Alan from Pixel Partners HQ and my co-host, Greg from Studio One Design. <laughs> How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Did you love my little modification to the uh, to the intro just for this special episode? I do indeed. In fact, you sound super relaxed. What have you been up to? Mate, I took a few days with the kids and got back to nature. Nice. We went up into the mountains just west of Sydney. And did a little bit of bushwalking. We went to Wentworth Falls and uh, Janolan Caves. So if I get around to it, I'll post a couple of photos on the bottom of the the episode if anybody's interested to see it. If not, just Google it, Janolan Caves and Wentworth Falls. Yeah, but put your photos up, man. Your photos are amazing. Yeah, do you like that? I've been practicing for about 20 years. Yeah, just a little while. <laughs> but listen, uh, we, you threw a topic at me today, a little little bit of a curveball from our list of topics that we're on, but it, it actually has a, a little bit of deep meaning to you and I, or deep relevance to you and yeah. I at the moment. What's the topic? Yeah, we're talking about rip-off design, okay? So we've had a, a few case studies in the last week that it's, just, it's amazed me that they've all come in the same week, but essentially we've had four, I've had personally four case studies where I've seen a rip-off in, in the way of design or one of them is a slightly different rip-off. But uh, yeah, I want to talk about them and then I want to talk about, you know, why people do it and how you can avoid being ripped off if you do purchase a design. Yeah, look, I think... Oh, I've, actually, I forgot to ask you what you've been up to, Greg, before we get into this. Should we, should we quickly touch on that? Or is, or is that it? You've just been getting slapped. Yeah, not exciting, mate. <laughs> Nothing exciting this week. You know, just walks. That's it. I've been walking and listening to podcasts and I've been loving that. I've been going for an hour-long walk. It feels really good in the good weather now that the good weather's here. Yeah, nice, nice. Look. Yeah, that's it. When we're talking about getting, like, ripping off designs, I, I think there's, there's a fine line between taking inspiration mm-hmm. from designs and just blatantly copying what's being done. And then there's also different levels of this. You know, it's it's taking elements of the space and the layout, and then there's just literally copying things word for word and, and the exact structure. And and look, just, just to say, I mean, it is illegal. It is against the law. You know, mm. we are protected by copyright laws, but it seems that care of you know google and you know this this information age people just think it's okay just to go and grab something they think looks good and and use it and and, it, and it's not really is it it's not at all man no in fact <laughs> honestly like i would say and look this a lot of people can get offended from this but china are the biggest rip-off country i've ever met <laughs> right oh, i've been there seven times so you know they are known for taking a good idea and blatantly ripping it off and profiting from it. And they do it in a lot of different industries, you know, from toys to to clothing. And they'll, they'll copy logos. They'll copy, you know, full, especially in the rag trade, copy designs like T-shirt designs, et cetera, and clothing styles. And, yeah, that's that's my little rant, but they are known for ripping off. Yeah, and, and look, I, I hate to say it, but I, I don't think they comprehend that intellectual property rights uh, than the ownership of that. 
this is the whole thing. It's not fair on the creator. You know, the creator puts a lot of thought and it's their creativity and their IP, their intellectual property rights. And for someone to just come along and profit from that, it's just totally unfair. I agree completely. And I'm going to tell you a little later in the episode about something that happened to me recently with some photography and I'll try and give a little bit of context to it. And this is, and, and China is actually involved in, in this, right? Mm-hmm. So, but it still doesn't make the breach of copyright allowed. So, yeah. so you know, ignorance, and, and like I said, I'll talk about this more later in the episode, but ignorance doesn't excuse breaches of law. So yeah. uh, j- just as if you were driving the car and, you know, the speed limit was 60 kilometres an hour and you're driving at 100 kilometres an hour because you think it's 100, ignorance doesn't excuse the fact that you are breaching the law. So, um, you know, business owners and designers, you know, be careful. I I ask my clients all the time, where did you get this from? Mm -hmm. Do we have permission to use this in your designs? And I do sometimes say to the design to the client, ultimately, it's your decision if we use it because it is it is your design, and you'll be the one that's in breach of copyright. But I try and take a, a decent ethical standard when it when it comes to these things. Yeah, you have to, and you have to protect yeah yourself, but try and protect your clients as well. That's what we try to do as well. So, yeah, I think. So if you got a case study recently, you, you mentioned one just before we jumped on the call. Yeah, look, absolutely. But I'll tell you what, before we get into mine, because mine's not necessarily design related, why don't we touch on the inspiration that you had for this call and yeah, cool. the, a couple of those examples, because I've seen these examples that you're, you're talking about and I just, <laughs> I was, uh, in a way it was a little bit sad because one of them is just a really bad ripoff, you know. Isn't it? In fact, they both are. And these are website designs. So really what people do, they'll go, oh, I'm, I'm following an influencer and, you know, their website looks like this. So I'm going to blatantly rip it off and I might just, uh, you know, change the copy and change the photo from that person to me. But essentially I'm going to copy everything. There's one example where this person's copied the logo design, the color palette, the composition, the copywriting, the call to actions, everything is pretty much identical. It's a blatant ripoff. I'm looking at at the one that you're talking about, right? And, you know, I say it's a pretty bad ripoff because when you actually look at the details, there would be a very, I think legally, you know, there would be justification if there was a copyright case on this to say they've changed it enough to Mm. not be in breach of copyright. Okay. However, when you look at it, it is just really, really, really disrespectful, right? You'd have to have a pretty good lawyer to win this copyright case because they have made a lot of made a lot of little differences. Now, what it, what those differences have done is made a really great design look pretty average, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's they've used poor fonts and everything they've done they've done slightly different and not as nice. So anyway, that's terrible. But just on that, like, what is the law with copyright when it comes to design? I thought it was that you cannot start with another person's design, even if you modify it a certain percentage, because you've blatantly used that as the starting point. If you if your design is significantly different, right, then it's not a breach of copyright. So this is where the line between taking inspiration and actually replicating or duplicating that work 
is is difficult, you know, and and maybe we should get our uh, lawyer friend back on. Actually, I was I was about to listen to one of her her podcasts, Joanne Joanne Oki. Yeah, yeah she's got yeah. great great podcasts. A- and actually, ask her where that that line is because you know that there is there is the ability to use some have something similar, right, and and have enough difference. Now, it's different if you have trademarks and we've spoken about that on previous episodes where trademark protection can give you a little bit more protection but you know i look at this and and i and i say well if this was to be taken to a lawyer you know they would put these two designs side by side and they would say yes i can see the similarities however they're not the same you think so he hasn't copied the code and just pasted the code in right he's attempted to mimic it and like I said, from my experience in copyright, they've probably changed enough of it that it wouldn't be a legal issue. And even the wording's been changed. Well, the person that he ripped off confronted him and, you know, sent him a cease and desist letter and the guy's pulled down his site. So I would say he knows that he's in the wrong and I would say legally that he would get done. Look, and this is the thing, right? That they can send a cease and desist letter, and then the other it, it is then the other person's responsibility to prove that those are that this is a unique design to them and that they didn't rip off or they made enough changes to make it okay, right? Mm-hmm. However, often that party doesn't want to go down the legal battle because they pro- if they're ripping off somebody's design, they probably don't have the funds to take on a legal battle anyway. Yeah, that's true. Right, yeah. Right. So, so, but you know, it just it is just a little disrespectful. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, taking inspiration from something that's great, I think, is fine. Right. But mm. you know, a blatant copy, you know, is even if you do change it, is you know, a little. I think it's just stupid. Really, it is stupid. Absolutely, and you know, like. Often we get people send us sites that they like the look of, you know, which is totally cool. And that's what we'll use as influence to direct the look and feel, right? But when they say, I want to copy it, we will just say, hey, we don't, we just don't do that. You know what I mean? And so we've got a client that we had a few years ago, we designed a website and then they wanted a new website and they didn't come to us though, but only because they wanted to copy somebody else's, like an influencer's website. And so they went to somebody else and because they probably know that we won't do it, we won't rip it off, and it is identical. I'm not going to name and shame on this podcast, but I cannot believe, and I've sent them to you, Al, they are just identical. And to me, even though it's a different industry, you still shouldn't do it at all. Like, it's just... It goes... It works against your credibility if you do that. Why can't you be original? It's not hard. Look... Uh, I agree, and I'm going to play devil's advocate because, again, I've seen this example and we're not here to name and shame people, right? Uh, The previous example that that we talked about, it was all over Facebook with a lot of people that you and I knew and we don't Mm. want to be, we don't want to be haters, right? What we're trying to do is just say, you know, be original, take inspiration and don't necessarily, you know, copy. Now, I'm going to say this, right? There is a lot of similarity on the web today. Right, and that yep, is be- yep. that is because there are so many great themes out there. There are so many great off-the-shelf themes where you can just, you know, insert your logo, insert your photo, insert your copy, and you've got sure. a nice-looking website, right? And in some cases, people see that and they think, well, 
they're doing it, so why can't I just go and copy this other person's site and just get a coder to code it? But that's a different scenario. They've paid for use of that theme and they have copyright and licensing to use it as it is, right? Yep. And if you're going to use a pre-made theme and not modify it, you have to be aware that somebody else could have something that looks very, very similar. Yeah, absolutely. But we're not talking about pre-made themes in this case. I know for a fact these are custom websites. We're talking, you know, TV celebrities. They're not going to go out and get a pre-made theme. Well, they may, but I know for a fact this is a custom website. Agreed, agreed. I'm just trying to put into context why people might think it's okay to do this. Yeah, understood, you know. understood, yeah, yeah. But like I said before, ignorance doesn't negate the fact that you are in breach of copyright when you just go and copy somebody's work. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just want to switch to another case study that happened recently, and this was on my team. We presented a logo to a client and they sent back uh, some very similar logos that they had found on the on the web. And they've gone, well, you know, you've copied this. And we said, well, hang on, it looks like we may have copied it, but here's our sketches. This is how we came up with it. You know what I mean? So this is, you know, what I was going to talk about later. If you are concerned about if you're hiring somebody for a logo design, ask them to, to show how they created that logo. So we've gone back and done that and now it's all good. And, you know, we've done a slightly different version anyway. Way. But, you know, like, because in this case, it's actually a, a maple leaf. It's a, you know, Canadian kind of company. And yeah, the, the point is, there's a lot of maple leaf logos on the web that are all very quite similar. In fact, you know, if you drag the logo that we created into the web, it'll, it'll come up with a lot of very similar, you know, examples. So yeah, it's just one thing that you've got to be super duper careful of if you are hiring a logo designer, because if you ask me, there's, there's some websites out there, the crowdsourcing uh, websites that will, uh, you know, have a hundred people bidding to win the, the money of, you know, to win that uh, logo. And so they'll take shortcuts and they'll do whatever they can just to, to get that money. So if you are serious about having an original logo, I wouldn't hire one of those crowdsourcing websites. Yeah, look, and, and a lot of them are very, they either use stock you know, clip art style graphics, and not all of them do, and then just add fonts. And, and, and a lot of them will just Google what's out there and, and do something similar. But look, this is really tough because just because somebody does something similar doesn't necessarily also mean that it is in breach of, of copyright, you know. Mm -hmm. But then there is also the, this fine line that if that other party can prove that they designed it first and and it is That's similar true, yep. or identical and they have the resources to take on a legal case or they have a trademark, then even if you designed it and it's original and you didn't copy it, you could still need to stop using it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And a lot of it comes down to, like you said, who did it first. Absolutely. I mean, copyright, yeah, yeah it, it comes down to the first publisher of the, the item. We'll call it the item because it could be a photo, it could be a logo, it could be a website design, it could be packaging design. Yeah. But look, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this game with you as well because you said oh, we won't just copy somebody's website, we'll use it for inspiration, right? Yeah. And we get this all the time with a lot of our clients where we will come up with an original design and they will come back to us with something that a competitor has done and they will say we want it to look like this mm -hmm. right and i have to teach my designers when they say that it has to look like it but it does not yeah. have to be a copy of it right that's so true yeah yeah it's a fine line but yeah yeah 
so so do the exercise of well, what are the key elements you know is it the way that the use of color how could we get the same feel without using the same colors is it the positioning mm. of the elements how could we use the structure without copying the exact positioning yeah, that's great. And that's what I like, you know, we asked the question, you know, uh, do you have any examples of things that you like the look of? And then when I jump on the call with the client, we discuss what exactly it is that they like about that particular design and what they don't like about it as well. So yeah, just because they say they like something, yeah, it doesn't mean you're going to make it the same. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, you know, we get this challenge a little bit sometimes with things like product photography. And this is this is the, the instance that I was going to bring yeah, up, your case right? study. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah. uh, you know, in one particular industry, we've been doing this client's product photography. And again, because we're being respectful across the board here, I'm not going to name any, any, any clients here or the people that were in breach. But, you know, within this industry, this company has become known for the quality of their product photography right mm-hmm. they're, they're almost they've become the benchmark for everybody else as far as the standard and it's taken them well over 10 years to develop that standard right yep and we've been working with them the entire time and they've you know they've grown a huge amount in in 10 years and you know this is their intellectual property the way they take their photos and the way they present their photos Mm-hmm. both online and and offline. And what's happened is another company has come out and used a significant quantity of oh, a particular man. range of their photos, right? Wow, yeah. And, you know, the question, we asked the question amongst ourselves, did they even know, you know, because our suspicion was a factory in China has, t- has stolen the photos. And then oh. the that particular client has said, have you got photos of these products? So they're, they're copying the products. Yep. And now that we've actually seen the products, the products are not the same, right? The actual physical products are not the same, right? But they were using our photos. So the photos didn't match the wow. products that that factory was, was selling. And that factory has probably supplied the images to that business saying, here, you can use these. Did you confront them? Oh, look, not, well, more than that. I mean, we've taken legal action both here in Australia and they've had to cease and desist. They've had to recall all printed materials and they've had to wow. re- redo their packaging, Man. redo their catalogue, take it all offline, right? So, I mean, it would have cost them significantly to do this. But we're also attempting to try and take legal action in China, which is really difficult. You know, because even if you take the legal action, you get rid of one and the next one pops up overnight. Right? Yeah, right. And people think that China is this big ripoff market. But, you know, you look at businesses like Alibaba, right? Mm-hmm. They, as much as people th- look at things and go, oh, that's just a blatant copy. Believe it or not, Alibaba has a fairly solid IP policy. So if you can, if somebody's showing your images or your product, on Alibaba and it is in breach of copyright and you submit it to them, they will actually pull it down. Really? Yeah, yeah. And did you know, Greg, that a lot of hosting companies also have the same policies? Uh, no, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, and they, they're the ones that can take down the website, yeah. Yeah, so you can, yep. if, some, if another website is using your images, your design, your copy, and you can prove it, you submit a form to their hosting company and their hosting company will take it down. Right. How do you find their hosting company? You can use something like whois.com. Whois. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, it's not impossible to stop copyright breaches in China, but it is not as easy as, you know, it might be here where you can send a cease and desist letter and people will take it 
serious. Yeah. Um, it was heartbreaking to see our work being used like that, considering how much time, effort and money. I mean, we are talking huge amounts of money over the last 10 years have been invested in, in those photos, right? Mm, absolutely. And what they've done is they've gone and taken our photos. So we've sent the cease and desist. They've agreed upon that. They've gone and taken our photos to another photographer with the products and said, take photos like these. <laughs> Right. So now we have another legal battle, which is, well, you've just copied what we do. Mm. Right. So even though those photos are theirs and they've taken them, what they've done is they've taken them exactly the same way as we take them. Right. So they're technically still in breach of copyright. And in particular, because they went before they took the photos, they knew that those photos were ours. It wasn't like they did it and they just happened to have similar photos and i've been at fault of that i mean i've taken product photos and then gone and looked at somebody else and their photos the same now did i rip them off no i had i was not aware that somebody else had taken that photo there's only so many different ways you could possibly take that photo right Mm -hmm. but you know i'm not copying the product it's still the same company's product does that make sense yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I guess, you know, on the plus side, it's a bit of a compliment if you get ripped off. Look, it is. I mean, in a way, you think, well, you know, there's obviously something really good about what we're doing. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And look, we've got a you know t-shirt design business and we often see ripoffs of our t-shirt designs and, you know, they're usually not as good quality. There's like a version of, but uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it's kind of a compliment. There's not much you can do about it sometimes, but we, we have sent those letters to various people, various designers, and we've actually seen some of our designs in their folio as well. So it's a compliment, but yeah, it's, it's kind of harmless, but I just, I don't understand why they would do it but you know uh, as long as they take it down that's the main thing and i guess that's the good thing about websites these days obviously if you're going to get ripped off with using people using your images or whatever and you contact them they can take it down straight away and uh you know it's, it's not a lot of harm done if they do that yeah i i guess i mean it's got a, it's contextual i suppose you know yeah some people can launch it launch something online and you know take a significant amount of your business's revenue by, you know, copying what you've done and people unknowingly purchase. So there could be huge damage done. It really does does depend. Look, I, th- I think the gist of our conversation is, is, you know, take inspiration, right? So, I mean, how often do you get somebody coming saying, oh, I want an Apple-esque website or I want, lot, a website, lot, yeah. I want a website that looks like BMW or what have you, right? But you're not going to go and copy the code and then just swap out the images. You're gonna, no, You're going to take those key elements, right? And that's what it comes down to is take inspiration. Don't plagiarise what, what people have done. Yeah, 100%, man. So, all right, well, let's just talk about how people can avoid being ripped off if they are purchasing a design. Okay, and how do they know if it's original or not? So, so just, just some quick tips. So, you know, we mentioned before, avoid crowdsourcing uh, websites. I mean, you can if you want. You can get pretty good results. Not totally bagging them out, but there's a good chance that people that are submitting designs are being lazy and not being completely original. All right. So now also look at look up the designer on social media and just, you know, have a look through their channels and, and their designs and, you know, have a look at their folios, etc. Have a look at their whole online presence and you'll get a pretty good sense of what they're all about. So that's another quick tip. And also look for their testimonials and read their testimonials and read what clients say about them or watch the videos 
you know, video testimonials because that's going to give you a pretty good indication of their, their character as well. So another thing I would say is have a legal contract that addresses that you are going to create an original design and, you know, make sure you as the provider of the design and the client both, you know, sign that contract or at least agree to it in your terms, conditions, etc. And also, you know, after you get the logo, ask to see the, the, the process behind what the uh, designer used to create that logo. And then once you get the, the logo submitted, upload it to Google Image Search and just see if there's any similar logos online. And then you're going to know, you know, there's a pretty high chance anyway, that your logo is original and it's not a ripoff. There's some pretty good tips. You know, I think it gets harder when you start going into things like web design, right? How do I know if this web design is is original? You know, photography, packaging design, there's, there's, there are a lot of elements to consider here. I think at the end of the day, you know, if you've got a good solid brand or even if you're just starting off as a business owner, right, and you're starting to develop a solid brand, you should have your own unique elements in there anyway. Your character should be built into that brand. So you shouldn't have it too much trouble of ripping off other parties. Would you agree? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, you know, if you are about to have a, a, a new design creator or whatever, do a lot of research yourself and find a lot of reference points to give to your designer and tell them what you like and don't like about each of them. Yeah, I think that's important too. I mean, it, it is a lot harder for a designer to come up with a unique design when they're just given one example. You know, yeah, yes. here, here, we like this. Can you make us something? Because then you're trying to work outside that. Whereas if you've got multiple examples, you can get a broader feel for those key elements that that make that design have the feel that it that it does have. So yeah, yeah, you got it, man. Cool. Well, that's yeah. Just wanted to get all that off my chest. And um, I think it's been a good discussion. You got anything else to add? Look, I think also too. You know, don't be afraid to take a little bit of legal action if if need be. You know, stand mm -hmm. up for your intellectual property rights. And, you know, if you have accidentally or inadvertently ripped off somebody's intellectual property, please, you know, be respectful, take it down when they ask you to take it down and don't do not do it again. You know, it, it's just so many people think, oh, well, I haven't been caught, so I'll just keep doing it. You know, it, it is just mm. a matter of time. I think Google and Google's machine learning is getting better and better and better and, you know, the, there are cases now where you know the big image stock libraries you know the the template websites the uh what do you call it the people that make the themes they're going to have a channel to find people who are ripping off their designs sooner rather than later right because of the power of search and machine learning and mm. people will eventually get caught that that's you know there's just no point be original exactly exactly and it would for me it would just wear on my conscience that i personally couldn't do it so hopefully you know if you listen to this podcast you're an ethical person and uh you wouldn't do a ripoff no none of our listeners would ever do anything like that <laughs> no they wouldn't the, we have the best listeners ever which reminds <laughs> me we have a request for a follow-up episode which i think we might try and record next week what do you think greg yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. We've got a very, very special guest coming on. And uh, yeah, it's to answer one of our listeners' questions in, yeah, as a follow-up from a previous episode. So it's going to be an exciting one. This guy's a, a world leader in his field. Awesome. I look forward to it. Greg, I'll catch you on the next episode. Listener, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. 
Hear more at therealmagic.com.